Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, before we get kicked off into the podcast, I wanted to make sure you guys knew about an opportunity that you can get that's exclusive to this show. Uh, my buddy Ben over at wideprep.com, who has a ton of amazing courses, is actually offering a deal for anyone that's over the age of 35. So if you're over the age of 35, email Ben at wideprep.com with the subject line, John is old. And what he'll give you is a free course when you join the Wide Prep Plus, Wide Prep's Masters Only Coaching Group. So no matter what programming you follow, if you join this uh, Wide Prep Plus, it'll give you access to the entire Wide Prep team where they analyze your movements, teach new skills, and share masters-only training tips. And these courses are really cool, by the way. Uh, they have muscle-ups, bar muscle-ups, single-unders, double-unders, pull-ups, skipping pull-ups, butterfly pull-ups, toes-to-bar, core work, ROM work, uh, hip work, handstand walks, handstand push-ups. Uh, nutrition courses. It just goes on and on and on and on. And so, you know, really great stuff that you can get for free if you join this master's group. And uh, as someone who is a master's athlete, and I use the term athlete very loosely, uh, having individualized coaching like this is just really invaluable. So again, email ben at wideprep.com, use the subject line, John is old, and you'll get that free course as well as be able to take advantage of the wide prep master's only course. Now onto the podcast. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Nikki's with me. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. No complaints. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, I'm quickly getting on the mend. I still have the weird voice thing going on and a lot of coughing, but uh, otherwise I think I'm going to live. I think so. that uh, coughing is actually good for our, our audio ship I don't know. I've been telling myself ever since that time we were in Baltimore and I like could not stop coughing on the podcast. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I've, uh, I, I've done two workouts since I've been back from uh, Miami and it didn't help. I thought it might help, but it didn't help. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to tough it out for a few weeks, but speaking of workouts, my coach is with us tonight. Saxon Pancheck on the podcast. What's Saxon, going on, guys? I'm Hi. good. How are you? Welcome. So if you've been living under a rock and you don't know who Saxon is, Saxon's the ninth fittest man on the planet and, and now the, I guess, the fourth fittest in Miami, which is uh, very exciting and punched his ticket to the CrossFit Games for the third time. Congratulations, buddy. It's really amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. How'd, so uh, cool. How'd you like the competition? I mean, I, I would hope you loved it since you qualified, but how was it just in general? Yeah, I liked it. Um, it was something about one, um, getting out of Ohio for the middle of winter. It's just kind of refreshing. Um, you know, it's like opening the bay door for the first time, <laughs> you know, you, you always have your best workout. So, um, I felt like that going down into Miami, uh, being able to get in the sunshine and like be outside. It's definitely a different atmosphere than being kind of cooped up in your gym. So. Um, that was definitely refreshing. So it's not like in the summer where I'm baking in the heat, no matter what, wherever I go, it's kind of nice to be able to get out of the cold and go train in some sun. I was disappointed in you had your shirt on like most of the weekend. Like yeah, you Panche boys like to run around shirtless all the time. What the <laughs> hell, man? I didn't want any like bars sliding down, uh, my chest. And then I didn't want to get a rash from that ruck. So I felt like every workout required me to wear my shirt. <laughs> Damn <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, I, I wasn't saying it for the same reason, Nikki, but I get your impression. No, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You, all you games athletes seem to be scared of the ruck now since the game, since the CrossFit games. Man, I think it must have been like guys PTSD. Up just, yeah, it's like yeah. physically yeah. and mentally. Yep, yep. I really don't remember that ruck. I think it kind of blacked out after the oh, first fifteen hundred at the games. <laughs> oh, I, I but can't. um, 
we're, we're seeing it pop up more and more at sanctioned events and um, GoRuck's really starting to jump in. Um, and I don't think it's something we're going to see disappear here, at least for the next year or two. Um, I think the GoRuck is kind of like the new weight vest. Um, yeah. It's definitely challenging some movements. Um, that uh, loose workout or Lucy, the one we did down in Miami, that's typically done with a weight vest. Um, whenever you have 10 pounds distributed on the front of your body and 10 on the back. So that definitely makes the muscle ups a little easier. Whenever they toss that uh, go ruck on us, whenever I first jumped up to a muscle up, I felt like I was trying to get my first muscle up. <laughs> um, so that definitely brought a new aspect to that workout. I've done it before and, um, doing it with a go rock definitely, definitely made it a lot more challenging. And I think it challenged a lot of athletes to potentially split those muscle ups up, or if you are going to hold on to it, um, I think it definitely paid later on in the workout. You know, Nikki, did, have I ever told you Saxon got me my first muscle up? I feel like I, I have heard this story, but wasn't it like a, it was relatively recently, right? It, it was the greatest miracle since the loaves and the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically Jesus. Basically. basically. It's what I've heard. I just, now I'm confirming. Got it. Okay. I'm going to write this down. I, I shared the photo not that long ago and it's, it's still my favorite all time photo, not because I'm in it, but because Sax is raising his hands like somebody oh. just scored a touchdown. <laughs> he has this this look of joy and pure astonishment, even in his own coaching skills. It's, it was, <laughs> it's amazing that that he was even able to do that on his own as a coach, dude. It was like the first time I've been cross. I'd been crossfitting almost seven years at that point, seven close to eight years at that point, and had given completely given up on muscle ups. Yep. And uh, Sax is like, hey, you know, why aren't you doing them? And I'm like, because I can't do them. That's why. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you're strong enough. Come on, let's go. And I'm like you know, I'm almost 50. So I'm looking at him like, all right, kid, like, what the hell are you thinking? Mm-hmm. But I'm, but I, you don't want to be polite. I don't know Saxon that well at that point in our lives. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I'm not kidding you within how long was the sex? Four minutes, maybe. Yeah, it's pretty quick. It was like first try. And so I, I get up on the rings and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, how did I get up here? And so I come down and uh, Kristen Scott's wife goes and gets the camera. And says, all right, you got to do it again. We're going to take a picture, you know? And and so she took the photo. I love it. Oh my God. One day I always tell, I always tell people that's, that's just as rewarding as competing, uh, being able to be there for not just your members, but all athletes, whenever you're in the gym, um, you know, that's just like punching your ticket to the games. Whenever you're seeing the people that you work with on a daily basis, uh, reach their goals. See, Nikki, even, go, even goals that they've had set for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that's See, right. Now, now you got to teach him to get one with the go rock on. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. See, he just said getting me a muscle up was greater than going to the games. I heard, I it. heard everyone, it. Everyone heard it. I heard it. Truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but you are, you are going to the games now. Yes. Officially. Punch Officially. <laughs> I mean, I, I cannot imagine the the type of, well, I mean, I was going to say the type of pressure to get qualified regularly as a CrossFit athlete, but now given like just the new season structure and the mm-hmm. sort of ups and downs, I mean, so many possible peaks and valleys, like, oh, am I going to get in the open? I don't know if I'm going to get in the open. Am I going to go yeah, on the sanctional? Sure. Maybe, not this one, maybe the next one. So like now that you're finally there and we're what, like halfway-ish through the season, I mean, yeah. how does it feel knowing that that pressure is sort of... Awful? The pressure... I mean, anything beats last year going into the games, you know, getting an invite like four weeks out <laughs> and then having four weeks to, you know, get your body ready to go compete. And then already doing four, four sanctioned events up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, anything feels better than that. But um, 
I kind of took a different approach this year. Coming back from the games, I think I got a little antsy and I jumped right into training. I was like, okay, like I want to avoid that stress that I did last year and I want to try and qualify through the open. So came back from the games, didn't really give myself any downtime. And I get halfway through the open and like I was sitting right in, I think pretty close to the top 50. I was like, okay, you're right there. Let's finish strong these last two weeks. And my body just like completely shut down. Uh -uh. Um, And then I ended up getting really sick and I had to take like four weeks off after the open, four or five weeks off after the open, like couldn't train at all. Four or five weeks? mm -hmm. Yeah. Every time I would try and train, I would, I'd just start coughing and uh, my body would, my body was telling me no. Um, And I kind of learned like, Hey, you know, I think you hit that a little too hard. And you, you kind of, that's what burning out feels like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so having that experience happen early in the season, um, it definitely made me question a lot. Um, but I think the most important thing was taking those three to four weeks off. You know, I went, like I said, I did four sanctioned events and then I jumped right into the CrossFit games and then I jumped right into the open. Like that's five, six months of like just straight training and trying to peak at different points um, in your training to um, put on your best performance. And, you know, I think my body was saying like, Hey, you need to back off and you need to relax. It's going to be, there's so many more opportunities to qualify for the games. And it doesn't mean just the open. Um, I think my ego definitely got the best of me though. Yeah. You know, being 32 last year in the open and then falling down to like 70th. Um, but I knew that that was not reflecting who I was as an athlete. And it's just a matter of jumping back on and, um, get back to training and go prove that you're one of the fittest men on earth. Um, so that led me into the sanctional season was I didn't want to, again, do exactly what I did last year and try and go to these sanctioned events that one, you're not seeing a lot of high caliber athletes go to. I wanted to set myself up to go to these, these, um, sanctional sanctioned events that, you know, you're normally seeing like, um, high caliber athletes that you would see at the CrossFit games. Like you're looking at top 10, top 20 athletes, um, competing at. And my motto was, you know, if, if you truly think you're the fittest man on earth, then you should have no problem going and competing with these guys and being able to get a ticket to the CrossFit games. If you're trying to avoid that, then what are you going to show up at the games for? Um, and I think that was just a big confidence booster too, because you know, I was able to go into these events and stay relevant and be able to compete with these guys and to have that in your back pocket going into the CrossFit games, I think will be huge, especially whenever you're, you're in a heat and with athletes that you've beaten before, you know, came close to beating all, all of those athletes that I got to compete with or ever get to compete with are great athletes. But, um, being able to expose yourself to that early, I think will give you a lot of confidence later on in the season. So my goal was that. And then my goal was to hit a sanctioned event every four to six weeks. Uh, that gives me a week before an event to deload. And then it gives me a week after to also deload from that competition. It gives me about um, three to five weeks in between to really crank my training up and uh, just a few things to uh, go out and perform better next time. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of peaking <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for, a long, for a long season. Does that change now? Because you don't really have to. Um, <laughs> no, I definitely, I committed to some, some of these events. So I'm definitely going to hit the West coast classic cool. here in two and a half, three weeks. Um, and then the rogue invitational, and then we'll kind of see after that, how I'm feeling. I did sign up for the Newberry one or Osbury one, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of June. So that all kind of depends. That's about four weeks from the game. So I want to set just, myself up. 
Can I just say that right now, at, at the time of recording, I am currently in fourth place in the Asbury Park leaderboard on an intermediate team of three. Heck yes. I'm going to throw wow. that out there. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Um, and also not everyone has submitted their scores. And also I won't be able to do it because I'm going to work the event. But it was cool to do the qualifier. <laughs> just know, deep down, you know, hey, listen, I, I should be out there. <laughs> deep down, I know I fit right in. in there you the go. That's all that matters. <laughs> Um, pop back a couple, just a couple points for me real quick in terms of going to the events with the other really high caliber athletes, the other folks that, mm-hmm. you know, are going to be on the floor with you in the CrossFit games are going to survive a few of the cuts likely yes. at the CrossFit games. Is there a thought process amongst you guys, you elite athletes that like some events are higher caliber than others, or that some people might be. I don't know, like, like, is it weird if you're traveling to an event where there aren't a lot of people on the leaderboard already? Do you guys see it that way? I, I think it all depends on And I'm not saying that, you know, just because you go to an event that doesn't have top 10, top 20 CrossFit Games athletes that you're necessarily running. I think what you start to see later on in the season is if you qualified already, then there's really no point. Like, what's the incentive to go to these events? I mean, other than to maybe make a little bit of money as an athlete mm-hmm. or to um, test a few things out. Maybe it's, I'm going to take more risk. Uh, maybe I'm going to try this in a competition um, where you're not in a stressful environment where it's like you're trying to play it safe to qualify for the CrossFit game. So I think it all kind of depends. I think what you're seeing is a lot of these athletes, these sanctioned events are setting it up that these athletes can actually make some money and yeah. really be able to turn this into a career um, before these sanctioned events came around. I think that was very challenging unless you were even a uh, top 10, maybe even top five CrossFit games athlete. If you weren't in that position, then you had to have a second job outside of competing um, to live a life where, you know, you're able to compete at such a high level. Um, So now you're seeing a lot of these events really up their prize and then they're paying out a lot further. So I think that's why you're seeing a lot of athletes come out to some of these sanctioned events. Uh, But these other ones that you see internationally, I would say more of them. Um, it's maybe a thousand, two thousand dollars, and with flight and travel to that sanctioned event, I mean, you're looking at at least two to three thousand dollars of uh, your flight, your hotel, food, um, just things that it takes to get to that competition. And at that point, like, is it worth it to just break even to get that experience? And that's even then not a guarantee. How frustrating is it as a professional athlete to to know that some of these events, I mean, bluntly, I think they underpay. I mean, you know, you mm-hmm. got that. Like I was looking at the Mac last year. It's a great event. Like I enjoyed being there. It was fun. I think top prize was like five grand. I'm sitting there looking yeah. at it going, man, these, you know, these athletes are coming in, busting their butts, like leaving mm-hmm. just beat up for a first prize of five grand. And if you finish 10th, you're not getting squat. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. It was, it was like five grand too for like the winning team of four mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not trying to like shit on the event or anything like that. Right. You're right. It's very difficult to make some yeah. kind of, or to justify the travel and the cost. I do think unless you're, you have some big sponsors coming in to help with that. Um, I think it's very challenging. And I think a lot of people don't see the logistics that it takes to put on a competition like this, um, especially with volunteers and equipment that you're paying for. I think it's definitely frustrating, but I do see where some of these events are coming from. You know, if you are offering CrossFit games, ticket people are going to show up regardless um and it just depends who's going to show up but i mean if you're looking for those top athletes that have already qualified 
the only way that you're going to be able to probably get them to your event is if you're making it worth their while. Um, people think a lot of CrossFit Games athletes make a ton of money, and I think there's opportunities too. And I think that's becoming more frequent now. Um, but, you know, let's say you make $40,000 on a year competing. You know, that's what most people are making or something like that at a, at a job. And they might get, you might see them make that big uh, lump sum of money, but that's for a whole year of training. You know, a lot of work's going into that. You're training four or five hours a day, every single day. You're not going out. Um, you're focusing on just strictly competing. And um, in order to make that happen, these athletes need to get paid. But that's what's happening is you're seeing a lot of these athletes have to have a second job. Um, they're in school. Um, you're seeing a lot of people open affiliates. That's kind of where uh, Spencer in my situation was, where you need that second type of income in order to support yourself at such a high level. And you guys did open that gym, what, just two years ago now? One year ago. We one just year came ago. Up on a year back in December. Wow. Well, happy yeah. birthday to CrossFit Cliffside, right? <laughs> that's correct. Thank yeah. you. Um, wh what is that like? I mean, in terms of trying to balance the, the business that you own, which is serious, you and your brother and trying to both of you qualify. I mean, that, that has to yeah. be a logistical nightmare. I mean, you go here, I'll go here. We'll go here together. And who's gonna, who's <laughs> exactly. gonna go to yeah. It's still something we're trying to balance. Um, and it's still kind of like a trial and error. We're figuring out, you know, are we both able to leave to compete at the same sanctioned event? Is it alternating back and forth? Um, but we're slowly growing a team. Um, that's something that just takes a lot of time. You just can't throw people in there to go to classes and leave. Like you also have to keep in mind kind of, we were talking about the muscle up. Those people are just as rewarding and those people are paying to have you coach them or to uh, maybe have your programming or whatever it is. But those guys are trusting you with their fitness. And that's just as important. And that can't ever get put on the back burner. Right. Um, I think both of those deserve you know, a hundred percent of your attention. It's just a matter of finding that balance. So, um, it's taken a lot of time, but it's definitely helped having Spencer where we're able to split that up. I couldn't imagine doing it by myself where it's like, okay, I have the morning, I have the afternoon, I have the evening. Like I need to find somebody to help me with this. Whenever I know I have somebody that is identical to, you know, who I am and has the same knowledge as me, um, you know, that definitely creates a equal balance where, I know that our members are getting uh, a lot of attention. Literally oh. identical. I, yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. Uh, Actually, I, how can, I cannot tell the two of you apart. Still to this day, and I've known you guys for years. Spence has a hard part. <laughs> for now. <laughs> great. That's a great today reminder. <laughs> I could change tomorrow and I look like an idiot. <laughs> every time I bring my daughter, to, my Meg started going to the gym now, and every time she comes and one of you guys walks past, she like whispers to me, which one is that? <laughs> just, just call us ass. Yeah. You Panchik, you Spacks, you. <laughs> it's gonna work one way or another. Um, I mean, it is. It is really cool. I think that you guys can can do that together. I'm obviously, you're super close, and that is a huge helpful benefit in not only running the gym together, but also training together and sort of sharing these goals of being the fittest guys on, on earth. But is it ever hard? Like if you're at the same competition or if you're, you know, both trying to qualify through the open, there mm -hmm. has to be some level of friendly, supportive competition, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I was actually going back and I was listening to um, them commentate at Wadapalooza when we were competing mm -hmm. and you know, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. You can look at it as somebody like that you're trying to compete with and you're trying to beat. But if there's anybody that 
is going to be on my toe or I'm going to be on their toe. I'd, I'd rather it be my twin brother knowing like mm. he's getting the games ticket or I'm getting the games ticket or we're pushing off of each other rather than somebody that you never see or um, barely even know. Um, so to be able to share that with him, is pretty amazing. Um, I know how hard he works and how much time he's putting in. And I know that he deserves to be at the CrossFit games and I know he'll punch his tickets somehow, some way. Um, yeah. There's like I said, there's a ton of different opportunities for that to happen, but it's enjoying those moments, regardless whether there's a games ticket out there on the line or not. Why would you just focus strictly on that and um, avoid having fun? Like we always talk about, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. And I just remember at Wadapalooza, whenever he was kicking my butt, was I mad in a workout? Of course I was mad, but I couldn't help but just smile. I remember we were doing the pump steps, the bench press, the one down at yep. Wadapalooza. And I just heard them talking about Spencer and how he was crossing, crossing the finish line. And I have these two dumbbells on my chest and I'm barely pressing it out. <laughs> and I just start smiling because I was just so excited for him. Um, and that's kind of where we are together, where we're excited whenever each of us succeed. And then we're also there whenever one of us fell and it's, mm. Hey, how can we avoid that next time to where we're both crossing that line at the same time? Or, you know, it's looking like a dead tie to get that CrossFit games ticket. That's, <laughs> that's really what we're looking for. And, um, to be able to share that with your brother is absolutely amazing. Do you, then, do, you ever, do you ever feel like it's really awkward for the family? Like I ran into Kristen and I, I just bluntly asked her, you guys are out on the floor and I'm like, who are you rooting for? <laughs> <laughs> and, and she like squirmed a little bit. She's like, I don't know what to do. You know? <laughs> we want it to be a tie until the final event. <laughs> Do you, do, you, do you guys ever get that sense from them? Like when you're, you know, you've punched, he hasn't, you know, he's going to like, does it ever feel awkward as a family or everybody? No, just... not at all. It's, it's, how are we going, how are we going to get the other one there? Um, yeah. How, how's this going to happen? We're going to make it happen. <laughs> well, how does the dynamic work then with Scott? Because is as your older brother and as sort of the first one who was entering into the CrossFit world before you guys yeah. sort of started making a name for yourself, is it, how does the dynamic work with the three of you in that world? You know, it, I feel like it's definitely the same. Um, I remember an event at regionals. It was the first event I ever beat him at in regionals. And I'm like, I, I'm seeing him at the finish line and I see him just finishing his dumbbell snatches and he's just cheesing there. Uh, and it, it kind of reminded me of the same thing whenever I was bench pressing and I hear Spence cross the finish line, I just start smiling. And it's just regardless, anytime one of us succeed, whether we're there or not, we're happy for one another. And um, that's really what matters the most, I think. What are they feeding you guys? Like, I don't understand how these super fit families keep, like, all going to games and all being good at CrossFit. I do not understand it. It's, it's from my parents. It's got to be. I've said forever, Papa Pan is as fertile as a Napa Valley. Like, his, his DNA must be perfect, just absolutely perfect. Are, Every, parents, are they super fit? Are they CrossFitters? My dad is a diehard, like, oh, he's crossfitter. A beast. I mean, he had us whenever, any, as soon as we could walk, he had us in wrestling. Um, I think there we, were, it is. Uh-huh. we were like two or three, and he had us over there with our um, older brothers at wrestling practice. And he always told us, he's like, listen, wrestling, it's one of the most mentally, um, mentally and physical um, sports where it's going to test all aspects of kind of like fitness, CrossFit, where it's like pound for pound me versus you, no excuses, mm-hmm. like no team, uh, just you and another guy. And you got to w- learn to win and you got to learn to lose. Um, and he kind of taught us that as, at a young age. And um, I felt like he really had us 
pushing in sports with our older brothers. And I felt like, especially for Spencer and I, the standards were always set very high. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we were in middle school, my brothers were going into college, they were playing football and it was us trying to beat these 22, 23 year olds whenever we're 12, 13 years old. Um, so I felt like the standard was always set very high and nothing mattered until we could beat them in something. <laughs> and now it's happening. <laughs> now, now we're getting there. And for, for people who don't know, there's a fourth brother, correct? Five you know, of us. There's five of you. Yeah. So there's you two twins or Scott and there's two more. And are your other siblings into CrossFit as well or into other sports? Yeah. Um, they were all kind of into fitness and it was kind of the same thing growing up. And, um, my older brother, Steven still does CrossFit. He actually comes out to the gym every day and does it. And then my older brother is out in Pennsylvania and he did CrossFit for a little bit. Uh, but now he kind of switched over to the bodybuilding and there you go. he kind of, he bounces back and forth. <laughs> I don't understand. I got to get on whatever, whatever your parents were feeding you guys growing up. Maybe I should have done wrestling growing up. I like can't, I'm always blown away by these super fit families like you guys and the Smiths and the Andersons, like all of them. It's, I'm like, what, how, how, how? I truly think it starts with the older siblings though. Yeah, um, totally. And I think it's something as the sport evolves, so do the athletes. And like I said, it, it's the standard set so high for families, you know, whether it's, your parents were in the Olympics or they played a professional sport. Like that's where you're expected to be. Um, whether they're putting that pressure on you or not, not that we ever had that pressure on us, but you know, I always felt like, Hey, like I, I want to be at the CrossFit games. Like I need to be here. Like if my brother could do it, I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. and that's kind of like where that mindset came from. Well, my brother got me really good at video games. <laughs> so I could kick all y'all's butts in my. I don't Kart. know. I'm pretty good. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like a, it, it's a thing. Like my husband won't play with me anymore because he's sick of losing. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Please. I'll have you play my niece or my nephew. <laughs> See, and that's no my claim to fame. Great. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Saxon. <laughs> well, you know, Nikki, what's really interesting to me about, uh, you know, watching all the very fit Panchecks is that, you know, I've, I keep making the joke that Papa's got this special DNA, but I think the DNA is just actually hard work. Like, yeah. you know, whenever I, I work out with Papa some, and that dude's relentless, man. Like, <laughs> swear to God. Like, how old is he? How old is your dad? Uh, 63. Yeah. Okay. Damn. So, yeah. Go so ahead. he's older than me, which is shocking. And uh, <laughs> he has no quit in him. Like literally no. no quit. And we're talking toes to bar, deadlifts, like, and he's just always got a smile on his face. So I think, it, you know, it's just a real testament to, you know, how hard he has worked over the years. But I think what he's instilled in you guys, because I've seen it in Scott when he was coming up, you know, clearly seeing you guys. And and truthfully, I see it in your sister. Like, you know, when she's training, she just yeah. train, trains like a maniac, you know. and Awesome. Yeah. So I think it's, um, you know, for everyone out there that, you know, we I think we all from time to time look for this, you know, special formula. Like, what's it take to be fit? That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just, just simply hard work. And, and yeah, Papa's proof of that. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is balance too. Um, you know, with us being able to own an affiliate, it's not just about training. Um, kind of like what I said earlier about coming back from the CrossFit games, recovery is just as important. And so is the time of what you're putting outside of the gym. It's not necessarily who can put in the most hours. You can go in a gym for five hours a day and work nonstop. It doesn't mean you're going to be the fittest human being on earth, but a lot of it's recovery and balance and happiness. Um, if you're, if you're not happy with what you're doing, um, outside of the gym, as well as in the gym, 
then what are you doing? You, you won't ever be successful at it. Um, and I know that's, that's hard to say and it's hard to accept. And it's something that's taken me a lot of time um, to kind of learn coming back from these sanctioned events. Like it's, Hey, what can I, what can I fix? Like, how do I become better? Like, yes, you have that time to become better, but you also need that time where, you know, I, I might've sacrificed time with my family, my friends, my wife. Now it's time for me to spend that time with them and be able to enjoy life a little bit. And maybe that means skipping a training session here or there. Um, that's okay. Uh, and I, I tell that to a lot of young kids. I'm hearing more and more like kids are getting homeschooled so they can focus on training. They're sitting in the gym all day, training hard and dropping out of sports just to pursue CrossFit. And it's CrossFit's always going to be there. I'm hearing these 15 year olds are doing this and I, I love their work ethic. And I think that's very important, but you can't forget the time that you have being young, playing sports, enjoying your time with your friends. You know, if you're 15, you can compete all the way to 35. Heck, you can compete all the way to 60. Mm-hmm. You know, you have plenty of years for that, but being young, that's not always going to be there. And it's en- enjoy that time. Um, it's such a great outlook on it, I think, because the alternative is finding out the hard way, right? The alternative is putting your head down and focusing and trying your very, very best to do all the things that you think on paper you're supposed to do mm -hmm. in order to get good and qualify and do all the things that you want to do and finding out the hard way that it's not all about that. And that's, that can be really disappointing when you're like looking at it and you're like on paper, I did everything I should have. Why did I not achieve my goals? And it's really because you didn't find that balance and you burnt out or you didn't find that balance and mm-hmm. you missed out. And that, that really always comes back to bite you in the end. So what a, what a cool way of, of looking at it to especially impart on some of the younger kids that you now have serious influence over because you do own an affiliate. Well, and, and speaking of that balance, uh, our boy here is a newlywed now, Nikki. That's right. I always forget because in my mind, like when I <laughs> met you, you were so young. And in my mind, you're still that young. How old are you now? 23. Okay, you're still that young. So, I'm <laughs> uh, But congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> when did you guys get married? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, three weeks oh, ago. The 30. 30- First, so four weeks ago now, actually. Uh, well, first of all, kudos to your wife for dealing with you, wedding planning <laughs> and traveling and sanctionals and I training. Know. And how but much that, help did you have in planning the wedding? Be honest. Oh, pro- if we were to take a hundred percent, maybe like seven to eight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty typical <laughs> my experience, but, uh, but yeah, I can definitely see that you got a lot going on, for sure. but it's the same thing. And it's like, like I said, with that balance, like, um, I came back from the mayhem classic, right. And that was mid January. And I set myself up for that one. I was like, Hey, after the open, I'm going to train really hard for this event. I'm going to just strictly focus on like eight weeks, like try and punch my ticket there. Mm-hmm. Um, that ended up not going exactly as I planned. And then I had my bachelor party set up for the week after mayhem. And then oh I had God. the wedding a week and a half after that. And then I was like, crap. So I got like two significant events and then I have the wedding and then I have Wadapalooza two weeks after that. Like, how am I going to do this? And I was like, all right, enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? Like come back yeah. from mayhem, like go enjoy yourself with your friends, enjoy yourself, enjoy your wedding. You're you only get married one time. Like, like these moments are precious and really like take a deep breath. It's going to go quick. But I, I had uh, one of my good friends tell me that like, this is going to be the fastest day of your life for your wedding. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to be the end of the day quicker than, you know, yeah. uh, and just really soak every moment up there. And I was just like, listen, I water Palooza, that's going to be there every single year. That's right. Um, uh, and, um, I just really want, are you guys still there? Yeah. yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, 
And I really wanted to just focus on that. And then sure enough, I go down to Waterpalooza and I felt absolutely amazing. And I think it was having that balance, taking a step back, like those smiles and those laughs, like that's just as important as putting two, three hours into the gym every single day. Mm-hmm. So Nikki, we were uh, at a warm up the other day. It was Valentine's Day. Cute. And I'm in the warm up and his wife's in the warm up with me and he was off coaching or something. And I turned to her, I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? Make your boy take you out to dinner tonight. <laughs> and, yeah. and she goes, uh, we went out last night. This oh. tonight's amateurs night. And I was so proud of him. I'm like, cause I was like, yes, he does have the balance together. Like That's I was, right. I was getting a little concerned. Like, I feel like a, a big brother sometimes. I'm like, you know, you're a newlywed. You got to take your wife out on Valentine's day, but you know, you're right. <laughs> you already so had it covered. Yeah. So proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> was it was it truly like the fastest day of your life? <laughs> it was. Yeah. It, I I think if I if uh, my friend didn't tell me that, I think it would have went a lot faster. So like I really try to make sure I slowed things down and was enjoyed every moment. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> At the end, I remember something. Of course, I've been married now for like five years. I think it'll be six years this summer. I remember specifically telling myself, like, oh, just remember this. Like, remember what you're looking at, how you feel, the sound, yeah. the color, the smell, whatever, whatever. Yeah, that doesn't, none of it matters. <laughs> like, pew, out the window. For sure. Fast well, for, forward. It's been a million years. For the record, the divorce is pretty quick, too. Oh, good to know. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Did I, just, did I just bring down the vibe? Maybe <laughs> no, a little bit. No, <laughs> it's life, man. That's life. One way yeah. or another. We all get through it and we all have all them experiences and they're all meaningful. Yeah, well. Yeah. So, uh, so qualified through Wadapalooza. Where are you going next? West Coast. Two yes. and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. The, that's the plan, man. The peaks and valleys. We got that's it all right. mapped out, all laid out. <laughs> I got it all laid out. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least you can hit it with a little bit less, um, I don't know if nerves is the right word, but it's a For little sure. bit less pressure. Yeah, I think um, we were talking about this earlier this week in the gym. Um, whenever I go into this event, I think it's super important to look at each of these events. Like if you see an event where you know, it's going to play well for you and you're going to do well in it. That's, that's the event you really want to take a risk in. Um, because the only way to win the CrossFit games now is you have to win events. Um, so you got to also know how to do that though. You can't go out and say, okay, like for example, the rock at the games, I think I took 47th out of 50th. Right. And I know I can't go into that and be like, all right, I'm coming out super fast. You know, this right. is the one to risk it in. Um, and then all of a sudden it, start, it blows up in your face. It's whenever I see something like swimming or box jumps where I'm like, Hey, like that's my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, take a risk in that because even if you have your worst event on that, it's still going to be relevant. It's still going to be, a, mm. I think, a relatively high score. Now, when you go and you take a risk in one of those events where you're like, eh, I don't like these movements so much, then that's whenever you could be in trouble. So, um, my goal, whenever I go into West coast is find that balance of the events that I can really push the pace on and try and win. And then find those events where it's like, Hey, like play a cool here. Let's try and survive this and put up a good score. That's so interesting. I never really thought about it that way. Like if you, if an event is in your wheelhouse and you do something crazy and you biff it, you'll still probably 
do pretty decent mm-hmm. as opposed to like, Oh, I really got to play this safe. But I personally, I don't know about you. Like I personally feel like if I a- approach an event or even just a workout or a qualifier or something that I know is in my wheelhouse, it's almost more pressure to, yeah, <laughs> to like do well rather sure. than like, for if sure. I was going into a run, I know I suck at running. It's like, eh, whatever I can come in last. Like no one's going to yeah. like, look well, and you'd be surprised whenever you take the pressure off yourself too. Like you said, I've had some of my best events where I'm like, Oh, well I hate this workout. Let's just stay relaxed. Let's yeah. just go. And then you end up putting up a top score in it. You're like, wow, I need to shut my brain off a little more. <laughs> seriously, seriously. So going into it, I mean, this honest, blatant question, can you win the CrossFit Games? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't be going to these events where I, I want to challenge myself. And I, I like, I, my goal is to win. And I hope these guys, you know, push to kick my butt. Like I want to be, I want to be exposed early. Um, then I have four, four months to get ready for the CrossFit games and fix those gaps and be able to show up there and hopefully have a flawless performance. What do you think your gaps are at this point? Hmm. I mean, I know, I know what your gaps are, but what do you think your (laughs) gaps are at this point? What do I need to get better at? Yeah. Yeah. What are you working on? Endurance. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, statistically you can go look at my last five years competing and it's always those endurance events, um, or just like a pure output event. Um, so that's where I'm kind of taking a step back. Like I do well in things that are CrossFit where you're seeing that typical 21, 15, um, chippers, AMRAPs, whatever. Um, so anytime you're seeing like high skilled movements or, um, high skilled lifts, I'm able to do well in it and potentially try and put up a top five in that event. But then whenever you give me like a, let's say a 5k ruck or a five mile ruck, then I start to struggle a little bit, or maybe it's, heavy deadlifts for multiple repetitions or a sprint on the assault bike for, um, multiple rounds. Those are those, those gaps. And it just shows up every time. And, um, I get so caught up in just focusing on CrossFit where these events need to be like fast, challenging and hard and high skilled, but I'm good at that. So like, why not take a step back and be like, Hey, let's go out for a hour and a half run, or let's sit on the rower for an hour. Mm -hmm. Not that anyone wants to do that, but it's a lot of the boring stuff or the things that will make you sore, like a, like a heavy lift or, um, uh, 70 or 50 cal assault bike sprint, like things, things that aren't fun. Um, (laughs) so my focus is really put a lot of emphasis on those. And next time I see an event like that, you know, my goal will be to put up a top score in that to prove that, Hey, I filled that gap. Mm -hmm. It's eat your vegetables. It's like the vegetables of CrossFit training. Yeah, I struggle with that too. No, same. <laughs> we have, same. And, and we have wildly different ideas of what's fun. He's like naming all the, everything that I hate to do, like literally everything. He's like, but you know, I find the things that are fun. You know, but it, it, it's the same thing for everybody though. And um, if you go look at, if you were to pick one person out, you're to go look at their, um, let's say last five events that they've done, whether that's a regional or CrossFit Games or a sanctioned event, you'll find a pattern. And yeah. I think it's super important to like, whenever you get back from these analyze what worked, what didn't work, what needs fixed and you know, what can you stay away from for a little bit and fill those gaps and get after it. Do you, do you ever look to see what other athletes are doing or do you only focus on yourself? I really try to avoid looking at other athletes. Um, not that I don't unfollow them or like not look at their stuff on social media, but mentally I I'll look at it and then I'll try to be like, Oh, that's cool. And like really not overanalyze it. I think you see a lot of athletes like, Oh, they did this. Like, I wonder if that's possible to do like, yes, they're doing that, but what's going to make you better 
typically if you want to do it, it's something that you know you're good at because it's more of a challenge of like, hey, I could beat that or I could yeah. hit that time. Mm-hmm. And do you bring in outside coaches for yourself at all? Like I, I never see anyone with you other than, you know, your brother, Scott and your dad is, yeah. is there anybody else that you lean on for um, coaching advice. I've played around with, especially some endurance coaches. Um, but I don't think anybody knows your body like you. Um, I think there's a lot of great coaches out there that are very knowledgeable that kind of help me build my arsenal, which I'm blessed for that. But it's what can I take from those people? to be able to create something that's going to be great for me. Um, and I think if everybody's working with the same coach or doing the same programming, like, wouldn't you think you would get the same results? Like, what are you going to do to separate yourself from other athletes? Just interesting. Like, I, I don't know. What are you? I, I don't know do? either. <laughs> I, I was just going to volunteer myself as your social media coach. That's all. That'd oh. be great. <laughs> that's one last thing to worry about. Yeah. All right. I'd like that. (laughs) Certainly won't be anything fitness I could teach you this for sure. (laughs) But yeah, no, I think that's like super important. And um, I look at um, every training day as an experiment. You know, what, what can you, what movements can you combine together to create something that no one's done before, you know, and I'm trying to play with different rep schemes, different workouts. I even have the gym where I can test stuff on you guys to, See, I was uh, just going to ask that, like how much of that spills over into how you program for your affiliate? Um, I definitely do variation. So I'll do a lot of the workouts before, and then I'll do variations of things I would change. Then mm-hmm. I'll have the gym go through it. Um, and I can kind of see what works and what doesn't work. I love that. Cause I, there's nothing I hate more than when a programmer doesn't test their own stuff. For you sure. Hate, you can, and you can tell, you can tell when a gym owner or whoever is running the affiliate, if it's a head coach or whatever, just is writing stuff that like looks good on paper yeah. because CrossFit is the most deceiving fitness mm. plan on the planet where the shit that looks good on paper is the hardest. And the stuff you put on the board, that's the hardest. You're like, Oh, actually this isn't that bad. Like hundred percent. Always yeah. tell when they don't do the and programming as or a coach, when they don't test it out. As a coach, my goal is I never want to hear my back sore or my shoulder sore. I want people rolling in there saying like, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to roll today. That workout was very hard yesterday. And a lot of it isn't just coaching, but you also have to be able to communicate with members. Um, you know, if I was to crush my members one day and I was trying to crush them another day and then just to continue to crush them, you can't just do that because that's how you lead to burning out. Even though they might not be getting injured, it's, it's just as much mentally as it is physically. So you got to rip people down and humble them some days, but you also have to know another day, Hey, let's, let's, um, let's flaunt their ego a little bit and let's mm-hmm. let them leave with some confidence that they're yeah. feeling good. And then we'll take them down the next day. <laughs> totally. I, I feel like you guys do spend a lot of time testing us and like trying new things. And what was interesting for me, uh, last week in Wadapalooza, like watching you, and I've kind of thought this last week, so I've wanted to ask you about this. So the the last workout of the competition was was really, really similar to how you guys program, or at least I thought yeah. it was. Like, you know, yep. it, as it was going through, it's got dumbbell snatches and box jumps and and you know, it just it felt like a cliffside wad. And yeah. um so I was I was standing up in the kind of upper deck watching and I turned to someone and said, This is gonna be a really good workout for for sacks and this is like kind of right now like <laughs> what, with what we normally do and then you got you know you worked your way through you got to the box jump version uh, section of it and you did like your first box jump and when you came down you turned sideways and then you started rebounding which to me felt like you were improvising like you when you you test things on us you're always going all right you got to face the box you don't let us turn sideways we got to jump over we got to extend at the top and yeah. then all of a sudden 
it was I could only relate it to like a guitar player that just go like goes into an improvised solo. That's what it felt. That's, <laughs> that's what awesome. it, that's what it felt like to me. Is that is that what was yeah. happening at the time? Or, no, or yep, you you read it just right. <laughs> that's a, that's a good coach's eye right there. Um, so I went into that workout. That was actually my favorite workout um, that they've announced all weekend on top of the swim, and I was most excited for that. Um, I also knew that I couldn't let Spence beat me by seven spots or he would take that games ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, so my goal was just to stay relaxed. Not too often do I get box jumps in workouts in these events, um, so, nor, nor high box jumps. So I was like really excited about that. Um, so going into that, my goal was to just stay relaxed make my move on the box jumps and the muscle ups. And I was actually going to go singles on the dumbbell. So um, we get into it and I come off about the middle of the pack off 50 wall balls. And then we go into a 40 cal ski and I'm just like pulling just a nice, easy, like 1150, 1200 cals per hour. And I'm at like 23 calories. And I see the first person get off. I was like, okay, like you're still good. And then I see three more people get off. And Spence was one of those three. I'm like, okay, Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm at like 27 calories, 13 more easy, 40 seconds. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I see about five more people get off. I'm like, that's at least seven. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I was like, there, there goes my game ticket. Spencer's going to take it. So I start to pick it up a little bit. I think I was like close to the last one off the skier going to heat of 20. And I'm just like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I get to the dumbbell and I was going to split those up. And I was just like, well, if you want any chance, you need to at least get to the box jumps pretty close to other people. So oh, no. I ended up cycling 26 of them dropped for four to kind of unload my hamstrings ended up hitting four quick ones. And I was like, all right, here we go. We got a rebound on these. <laughs> um, so I ended up being able to rebound on the box jumps. And then we finished with 15 bar muscle ups and I had to go 14 and one. And I ended up finishing with a fourth place in the, in the workout. And that was kind of like, not anything I had planned for that. <laughs> See, you undersell this though. It's a 36 inch box, Nikki. 36 so inch box tall. Oh my God. Oh, it's ridiculously tall. And he's rebounding, like rebounding off this box. Like I, it's like one of those moments as a fan, like, I know, I know you, but just even as a fan, like you can't believe what you're seeing. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I actually don't think, I, I don't think a lot of people saw that though. Um, I think the field was so spread out yep. and people were looking more for who was going to win first place. I knew at that point I was about 70 points out. So my only shot of, of getting on the podium was winning that event. Um, but again, that's kind of like what I was saying. Like, you got to be a little conservative and know when to go and when not to. Um, so getting over to the muscle ups, I kind of like stuck out with a pack. So I don't think many cool. people saw that. <laughs> it was cool that that didn't shake you, though. It was cool that like your plan didn't go totally out the window and that threw you for a loop and you weren't <laughs> even able to like. Because that happens sometimes. Sometimes people are so focused and they're so yeah. And they have a plan that like, if something mm-hmm. goes wrong and they're like, oh, well, shit, I really got to push it now. If I want to, yeah. can't even, they're too discombobulated to keep going. For sure. Yeah. I just remember my face got so hot and it's definitely red. And I just made <laughs> eye contact with uh, Taylor, my wife up in the bleachers. And I'm just like, crap. Help. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> I got this and, though. <laughs> and help. Thanks. I mean, it all worked out again, man. Congratulations. It all worked out. Yeah. 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 It was very, very cool. So very excited for you, brother. Glad you uh, got that ticket punched. Particularly since I'm going to be there to watch. That's the only reason why I want you there. (laughs) There you go. 
No, it's gonna be great seeing you standing on the podium this year wearing that Make Watch Great Again shirt. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a Make Pods Great Again shirt. It might have yes. to be shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we'll ever make Make Watch Great Again or Make Pods Great Again shoes. That just that'll be next. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like I like the idea. All right. Well, Nikki, what do we have coming up? What All do we right. Have next? So we're uh, approaching the season or the part of the season where we've got back to back to back to back events on um, basically all the weekends coming up. Um, so there's two next weekend, but starting with the Australian CrossFit Championship, which begins on the 5th. So one day earlier than Brazil, just a couple names to keep an eye out for as you're sort of doing your research and figuring out how you want to watch and when uh, on the ladies side. Lots of games veterans. Uh, Mia Hesketh is going to be there. Courtney Haley is going to be there. Jessica Coughlin, Maddie Sturt, and Cara Saunders. Pretty sure it's going to be her first uh, sanctional or her first big competition back since having the baby. So she's already qualified, but it'll still be really cool to watch her out on the floor. Um, and then on the guy side, there's Baden Brown, uh, Matt McLeod, Brandon Swan, Alex Smith, who I'm really excited to watch again after Wadapalooza. He was kind of like on my list of maybe he was going to punch his ticket there because he's been doing a lot of team stuff recently. So he's on uh, on the individual side. He was at Waza and he will be again in Australia. Uh, and then Con Porter and James Newbury, the hometown boys, of course. It'll be cool to see them all throw down and, and you know, see who can punch their ticket. Very cool. Yeah. Well, uh, and then coming up on this show, we've got uh, Chris Henshaw coming up next. So We're excited. Going to talk to uh, Travis Williams about uh, how Saxon kicked his butt at Wadapalooza <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his experience as an individual competitor instead of a team. So mm-hmm. uh, lots of great shows coming up uh, before we sign off. You know, again, Saxon, thanks for being on. We really appreciate you spending Thank some you time with us tonight. And, getting into the inside of what you're working on. And uh, for everyone listening, we appreciate you joining us and we will talk to you again soon.